What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 31 of Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, we are going to be doing our first ever Zoom interview with our good friend. We met this gentleman out in Miami at Agent 2021 for Gary Vaynerchuk's um, really cool event for realtors. Uh, insurance brokers and two other uh, genres. Uh, this gentleman is from Orange County, currently practicing real estate in Las Vegas. He has his own podcast as well. Um, give it up, you guys, for Johnny Salas. Johnny, what's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Man, you appreciate it, brother. Thank you uh, for having me, man. Yeah, cheers, man. I, I know you're uh, you're right now in Vegas, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in Vegas. So, right so you are virtually uh, giving me a cheers right now. You're drinking on some whiskey too, for respect of the show. I appreciate it. Out of respect, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fellow whiskey enthusiast. So that's uh, awesome. Only appropriate. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Johnny, you are going to be drinking some Makers, right? You're drinking Makers out there. I'm drinking a Maker Makers 12 year, I believe. That's and awesome. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they make a 12 year, which is what I'm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really smooth. I'm going to be drinking out here some Basil Hayden's. This is one of my favorite. I don't know if you've had it yet, but I actually got it in this cool decanter right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so a little, yeah, there's a little boat in there. So, uh, man, 12 years in the business, that's, that's freaking insane. It's crazy to say that, man. Yeah, it feels, yeah. I mean, I know I don't look it, man. People look at yeah, me. Yeah, bro, you look like you're 18, <laughs> fresh off of high school. I know, dude. I, I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, I just, I turned 30, man. And, you know, you know, 12 years in, in any business, uh, we'll put some, I mean, I don't have any gray hairs, but it'll, it'll do it. It'll. <laughs> yeah, some internal gray hairs. <laughs> They're coming soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, cool, man. So, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at today, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that because I'm only, I've, I've been doing real estate for two years, you know, a little over two years. I didn't get to see all the stuff that happened 2006, 2007, 2008, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, talk to me, what was that like for a realtor, you know, in California, in Las Vegas? What yeah. was that like? I mean, I think a lot of families uh, that went through it, that got affected, it was some real dark times. I think um, I... I think I felt it very, very heavily because it, my my family was very invested and over leveraged in in real estate, especially right. my father. And so when that subprime market took a crash, um, you know the the dynamics of our family also was very much aligned with that. And so from the real estate perspective, you know, it was a huge opportunity because I came into it fresh. I didn't know any better. I just knew that like, okay, this thing was happening. You know, it was obviously during. Um, just some very dark financial times, but I didn't know any better. I just thought this is how, this is how, this is, this is a cycle. I came into, yeah. I came into it. I didn't know people didn't, I didn't know I couldn't cold call or I couldn't door knock. Like I just went into it like green as it can be and just put in work. And so that's kind of what led me to be, um, you know, one of the top agents in my, in my, you know, my firm that first year because of the fact that I just was just relentless. Well, everybody was getting out of the business. I was just getting into it with a fresh new perspective being, yeah. you know, 18 years old, I was like the youngest agent in my, uh, in my area. And so, yeah, man, like I think the market itself was, if I could remember when I first got in, you know, it was like, I, I mean, you could, 
it was so easy, man, because there was you, anybody could afford a home. I mean, if you had, like I said, if you had two legs and pulse, yeah, yeah, man, they did these. They were doing these stated income loans, which if you just, I mean, I remember, I think my dad, my dad gave me like, you know, my dad was making some good money back in the day, and he 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 dropped like fifty grand in my bank account and was like, hey, we're gonna buy this condo. I was like, all right, but I don't have any income. Like, like I was I was like seventeen at the time. He's like, it's fine, it's good. Drops fifty grand in my bank account. We go get a loan, and I qualify for a five hundred like thousand dollar home. Holy and, yeah, dude, and so. It was like, I, I didn't understand it back then, right? Because I just, I was, I was so young and I was just like, well, okay, this is, this is cool. This is how it works. My dad, I trust him. But that's what literally was happening all over the United States. And that's what caused the crash. Everyone had houses. People that couldn't afford homes were affording homes. And it was all, you know, a really, really good, um, I don't know, have you seen that movie? It's called The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is that's exactly uh, what it was. Yeah, for all the listeners out there, you got to check it out. The Big Short. And man, that, that if you it's like a really, really good, it's just like breakdown of what happened in, in like a digestible way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, in, a, in a Hollywood, with a Hollywood little touch, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of how it was back then, man. Yep. That's insane, man. Um, I, you know, obviously you hear the, the crash is coming again. There's another crash. Um, kind of going off of you know bouncing off of what you first came into the crash mm. and then being into the the real estate market for a couple of years now that it's you know settled you've gotten your feet wet yeah. going into the crash going into another crash how do you feel are you ready are you more prepared what have you learned going into the last one that would kind of yeah. help you going into the next one yeah that's a good question i think that i would be careful to call it a crash i i think i would be more on the uh maybe calling it a correction more than anything right um, to, to call it a crash. I mean, all the economic indicators aren't there to say we're in, an, we're in another massive crash. You know, like we have a, a huge pending crash. Of course, a, a lot of people back, you know, in 2006 thought it would never crash. Like we, we just thought it was going to continue. I mean, literally you could buy a million dollar home and gain 20%, um, you know, year over year. So like you bought a million dollar home, you could sell it for a million two the next year and pocket that cash. Yeah. And so it, it, it just, it was not sustainable. I would say today um, we're, we're currently experiencing a, a small correction, right? Like the Fed said, they're going to be putting out uh, maybe two in the, in the end of the year, there may be two more bump ups in the interest rates. So right. we might be well over 5%, mm -hmm. uh, which will affect that in, in, a, in a typical way. So I always tell people, right? Cause I think as real estate agents, that's like the most common question and conversations like, okay, so how's the market, right? Right. I mean, the honest, genuine, most authentic response I have is like, nobody has that crystal ball, right? In my local market, I can tell you exactly, you know, the trends and what's, what's the last 90 days, last six months, last couple of years. Ultimately, those are just, a, it's just a really good indicator of where the future might go. But mm -hmm. in reality, something happens tomorrow we don't know, know. Yeah, yeah so like i'm not i'm definitely not a doomsdayer um but to answer your question you know i think the difference is not being over leveraged you know i think that was the huge takeaway because my family lost everything man and, and i and not only that i saw other families lose everything and so you know it's it's easy when when the times are good and you're making a ton of money it's easy to just think that that's always gonna that it's not gonna stop 
Um, but you have to be able to be, there's gotta be a balance. You know, I think there's lessons to be taken from generations before us. You know, my grandfather, uh, that generation of, you know, they came from a different place. They came from a place of scarcity. I'd say the baby boomer generation came from a place of abundance and we are kind of somewhere in between that being the millennial generation, right? We saw our parents go through some tough times and were very hesitant to, very you know, careful, right? We're very, very, careful. very cautious, very cautious, I think. Yeah, which is a trend with first-time homebuyers. You see that, you know, the millennial, millennial homebuyers, very cautious, man, very cautious. That's actually what we, right before we uh, recorded, we actually just finished recording a content video directed straight to millennials, basically off what the event talked about, you know, Agent 2021, yeah. uh, millennials, you know, they're buying houses right now, but they're very cautious and they're taking a little longer than usual. So I think yeah. understanding who's buying the who's buying houses right now and how to speak to them, you know, directly is definitely yeah. going to help us position ourselves. You know what I, I think is really crazy is that you started 12 years ago and like you mentioned, door knocking, cold calling. You know, traditional. We we are we are in a, a different day and age right now, right? Where the yeah. average new agent, I mean that those things definitely help. But my advice to new agents is definitely different then, you know, maybe it would have been 10 years ago, door knocking, things like that. Where do you think the market has gone for new agents 12 years ago to new agents in 2019? Yeah, really good question, man. I think, look, we met at Agent 2021. I would say we're the, we're the minor, the, the minority when it comes to uh, the future of real estate marketing and where it's going. Definitely. Um, yeah, I got in the business and everybody told me cold call, door knock, network, get in front of people which I think is tried and true. Uh, those, those are parts of the marketing wheel, the spoke, you know, a spoke on the marketing wheel that, that, is, that is a staple. And yeah. uh, I think it, it really has, it comes down to me, it comes down to you know, what strengths do you have that, that's gonna be highlighted, right? So to me, it's one of those things. A lot of people are uncomfortable cold calling, a lot of people are uncomfortable door knocking. They don't, right? I, I literally just finished a, a content piece that talks about you know, why, why 90% of the agents get out of the business in the first four years, right? right. It, it, to me, it's because they really, you have to understand, like, when it comes to real estate marketing, like, it's a lead generating, this is a lead generation business, right? Yeah. So, the attention was much different 12 years ago. If you, if you look at it, like, 12 years ago, we, we didn't have a lot of the technology we have today. Right. And so, my advice is, and because I feel like I'm, I, I feel like we're revamping like we're starting over our team, everything we're doing. It's kind of like we're starting from ground zero because everything was predicated. Like I built a call center out, you know, a call center that just straight up boiler room, hammering phone calls all day long scripts, you know, the whole Tom Ferry, just like hammering and hammering. And it works. It works. At the time, yeah. At the time. And, and the things that work, you know, especially the, the, the things like door knocking and things like that, those things I think will never go away. You know, I think never take those things away. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's, I think Gary hits it on the head is like, you you got to go where the attention go, where the attention is, right? We communicate in a way where, you know, we're scrolling all day long. So my, my advice is to any new agent is how are you going to make, you know, how do you stop the scroll, right? How do you stop the scroll? How do you get people's attention? And today that's, Obviously, that's on social media. That's 
all online. And, and it's, I think, you know, something Gary said, I was actually watching the, the recap video, his six hour long vlog that he did. I was, I was watching it too. Yeah, I was watching it like crazy. That we, <laughs> and that's the point. We were, we literally on my drive to, from Cali to Vegas, I spent four hours listening to that. Like, can you imagine what that even, that, that's just crazy, right? That you yeah. would actually listen to one piece of content for four hours straight. That's just where our- And he put it out there, you know, like, somebody's going to listen to it. I wonder who's going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there we are listening to it. But one thing yeah. that I liked that he said was, you know, we're still doing mailers. It's just, you know, we're doing mailers, you know, in 2019, mm-hmm. right? Like the tension was people's, people's attention was at home. Yeah. And that was the way to, to get in front of them. Today, it's Facebook, it's YouTube, it's Instagram, it's podcasting. You know, and and the really, I think it's thinking outside the box. You know, he he was talking about how do you, you know, I think everybody, everybody that's going to be jumping into this, the podcasting, YouTube, we're going to have an influx of a lot of people doing that because of just where the, you know, a lot of the early adopters of this are going to get in. Yeah. But it's going to be the people that are doing things differently, like you with the Whiskey Wednesday, you know. Um, me with the social agent podcast, I'm looking at starting a, now a, another podcast called like, you know, uh, hustle OC, where it's just going to be entrepreneurs and we're talking strictly on their hustle. And so there's, you got to start thinking outside the box. Yeah. And uh, the, the difference is that today the attention is just living somewhere else. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really, you know, crazy to talk to agents that have been doing real estate as long as you and still haven't caught on. To what's happening you know there, yeah. there's definitely a lot of agents out there that i think are are missing it completely but the agents that are i mean you could be 50 years old 60 years old and as long as you understand what's going on i think you could really make it the tools out there that are available to us you know you said it we're still doing mailers just in 2019 you know i could tell you that i dm i get dms and dm about 20 to 30 new dms per day you know new wow. conversations just going back and forth And it's crazy when you could put a number like that on it compared to how long or how many letters you'd have to send out to talk to 30 people, brand new people a day, you know, it's, it's really crazy. It's really crazy. Well, I think there's even a, there's even a, I think there's a fine line because to be honest, I think there's a way to actually merge the two. You know, we're actually starting to look at how can we merge our traditional marketing, AKA let's say mailers. Mm-hmm. And, and use that because we know it still works in a way that will invite them to, uh, to, so if I send out, you know, we obviously do uh, weekly to bi-monthly mailers and it has got the, all the typical stuff, right? Just as it just sold, you got your typical um, uh, market report and all that. But what if you were to do on the back of it, you know, have a big thing, a big push on inviting them to, you know, your social media. So that's kind mm-hmm. of, I think where the, there's a nice, I think if you can merge the two, because, you know, one piece of mailer, they throw in the trash, they see it, it's done. Your YouTube channel, something where it says, hey, come check us out there, and you actually get them to do that, then I think that's where the value really starts, you know, 10xing, because now that one piece of mailer that I spent to just invite them to our YouTube channel, if they start following along, or my Instagram, or whatever, then I think that's where it really becomes really, really powerful. Yeah, I think so too because you're you're resonating them, you're resonating and and attach and getting them attached to something that they're wanting to get attached to, you know. And that's yeah. actually that's a really good point. Um, I feel the same way with my marketing budget. We're actually coming up with some new signs right now for around the city, 
Nice. And instead of just being, you know, the typical, I'm a realtor thinking yeah. of buying a house, yeah. I'm yeah. going to have three different signs, one promoting the real estate business, one promoting the podcast, one exactly. promoting the Instagram page, you know? Yes. So yeah. I think that if you could have people, you no other realtors are saying, hey, come follow my page. Don't buy anything. Just come follow my Instagram page. We exactly. And in fact, it was, we were, because um, now we do reviews of like local restaurants in our area. We were doing a review of a spot and we met some guys in line. Um, it's a local college by the spot. And so it was him and his father. And we started talking, you know, just, just how we, how we do. And it turns out they're big into golf. We love golf. We're shooting the shop. And, uh, instead of asking for their phone number or any of that, it was like, Hey, you got Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and before you know it, now they're following us on Instagram and now we're leaving impressions way past the conversation. And that's where it becomes, you know, I, I think if you can wrap your head around how powerful that is, it's, I almost want to be like, you know, almost like remove my phone number from everything and just say, Hey, just hit me <laughs> no up more, no more business cards, huh? no more business cards, dude. Like straight up, you know, no, that's, that's exactly what I do too. I love having people follow me on Instagram. I think that's yeah. the best way because people really get to, I, I think it's funny, but people love to be creepers. They love to creep on people's page. People are creepers. If you give them permission to creep on your page and Hey, follow me on Instagram, you walk away, you just met them. They're going to sit there for another three minutes. Like who the hell was that guy? Oh, look, he does a podcast. Oh, look, he's a realtor. Yeah. You know, like that's when, that's when I think the, the, that person will definitely get a lot more connected to you instead yeah. of trying to sell and throw shit down their throat, you know? Yeah. Like you, you don't have to, you don't have to scream to the world that you're a realtor. Like they will figure that out. You, you know, it's, I think it's about finding out where you can connect with them and that's what you should be posting. You know, like yeah. I think that's ultimately what's most important. Like putting the problem is, is you find so many realtors today that are just so ego driven. Like look at my listing, look at my open house, look at how much my team is doing. Mm -hmm. And they're forgetting that that doesn't bring any value to a potential right. buyer or seller other right. than the fact that like you make, you know, maybe you make some money, but, but that, you know, the business outside of that, it's, it's very, you know, that they're, they're living in that me economy. So yeah. Especially when, I mean, I think real estate in general nationwide is saturated. I think yeah. it's very saturated. Everyone has an uncle, tia, aunt, cousin yeah. that does real estate, you know? So yep. I have a lot of people, it's crazy, but I have a lot of clients that have that best friend or the uncle or the cousin mm. that's a realtor mm. and decided to go with me instead because yeah. I do pride myself in giving that value. And I think you have to, like, you can't, yeah. you really can't just go out there trying to sell stuff, you know? If you start no. talking about, you know, market trends, if you start talking about buyer's tips of the day, you know, if you start talking about, hey, this house just at the market, uh, yeah. it's a foreclosure, this is how foreclosures work, you know, yeah. things like that definitely go a lot farther, I think. And that's yeah. where I think a lot of realtors are dropping the ball. Just like you yeah. said, you know, it's like, hey, check out my listing. Look at how much we're selling. It's like, yeah. no one Bro, cares. I like, see those ads, like literally I just saw one on Instagram and it was a very well produced video. I, I would say he spent a good two to five grand on it. And it was literally him in a Maserati or some nice car pulling up to this real nice listing. And it, it just, just hyping up how they did, you know, like closed over 30 million in sales, all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. Like where, if I'm sitting there as a buyer or as a seller, like, how does that, I just don't understand. I, I to me, it's a completely, I just look at it. And I'm like, man, like you missed the mark on that. Dude. You spend all this money, and you're missing the mark. Like, had you have maybe 
you know, done a full production video on like showing like the, the home buying, like literally doing a show around that, that purchase, like going in and showing what the, 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 getting inside the mind of a home buyer that would bring value to a future home buyer, you know, documenting that process is way yeah. more valuable than, you know, you driving around in a, you know, Ferrari pulling up to a ocean yeah. like, And I get it too, you know, I get it. Lifestyle, lifestyle. You're basically selling the lifestyle of what you can have as a realtor. But I think that's where the misconnect is. And that's where I think, you know, 90% of realtors are failing yeah, you know, in their first four years, because there's a huge disconnect. They're thinking that in a year they're going to be driving that same Maserati, selling thirty million a year too, and yeah, it really is 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 kind of you know depressing for agents when they find out how much work needs to go in for you to sell even a million dollars in real estate. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, not- and obviously that's that's like you know for so the average average price in Orange County is about I think it's up to close to about seven hundred seven hundred fifty thousand. And wow. so obviously, you know, in a market like yours, you know, I think what's your average, like, you know, 180, 170, 180. One, and that's yeah. been going up in the last two years. When I started real estate out here, it was actually around 125. Wow. You know, El Paso is definitely a, in, um, um, oh, what, what the hell is the word? Um, you know, we're a lower income city. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because of that though, it's, it's really cool because housing is so affordable for, pretty much anyone, you know, first time home buyers, single yeah. singles to yeah. family, you know, a lot of people could definitely afford houses, but $700,000 is definitely a big difference, you know? It's a diff- and it's funny because now that I'm also in the Vegas market, I, I see that the, the Vegas market's very similar to, you know, those that lower end price points of, um, you know, mid 200s. And so it takes, you know, it takes three, four homes to make the same amount of commission as it does in Orange County. Right. And so it's, it's just interesting. I think being in a market that's so heavily, there's so much competition. There's a lot of, um, a lot of people running that rat race. So people get caught up in that life quote unquote lifestyle marketing. Um, and just kind of forget like, you know, why, what we're in this business for, like right. we're here to help buyers and sellers. Like we're here to genuinely answer their questions and, you know, develop those relationships. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, it's really just about creating those relationships. That's what I've definitely learned over the last two years. Um, you know, it's a big purchase for for everyone. You know, it's huge. So for you to really make it about that individual definitely goes a long way. Talk to me, John, about some of the takeaways that you got from Agent 2021. What were some of the biggest takeaways that you took away and are going to be implementing in your business? Yeah, man. I, uh, it was, I got to say, like, first of all, I don't know, you, you were there uh, last year, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I went the first year too. And, you know, so I'd been, I'd been following Gary for probably two years prior to showing up to this event. I got to say, seeing him in person was kind of a huge aha for me because just, just seeing him in person was like, dude, I know this guy, you know, like <laughs> yeah. watch, I've been watching this guy for the last two years creeping in the background and now he's in front of me and I there's this sense of connection and like you know obviously to me in that moment of seeing him I realized shoot this is what he's talking about right like people are listening to your podcast or they're, they're going to start watching your videos and maybe they're creeping for a year or two years or whatnot all of a sudden they see you on the street and boom instantly there's that connection because you know they've they've been vibing you know with what you've been putting out 
Right. And so I think that was a really huge takeaway for me because I didn't, I'd never really been that uh, type of person to like, you know, I don't know, get starstruck or whatever. But when I saw him, I was like, dude, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is a really trippy thing where you yeah. start realizing because at the level of content he's been putting out and the, and the quality and the type of it, you realize like, that's what he's been fostering is that relationship. And so for me, the big, one of the big takeaways was, you know, how, how are we going to foster that very same relationship where we're, rock, we're, we're walking on the street somewhere local in our area and somebody stops and say, Hey man, I saw you on, you know, I saw you on Facebook. I saw you on whatever. And I think that's where, I think that's really where the gray area is. It, it's really interesting. And a lot of people don't understand that value. I mean, I, I like to say I'm very tech forward and I understand all this stuff, but when, when I saw him, I think that kind of, it really drove home for me of like why we need to start leveling up our content creation. That's, that's insane. That you, yeah. That's insane that you said that. Cause I think like, as, as you said that I complete, it clicked for me too. <laughs> it's true. Like yeah. you see him and it's like, okay, I've been following this guy every day. I see his stories and posts and everything. And you, you look up to him, you look to, up to his advice. And then you finally meet him. You finally pay for something, you know, to meet him. And you're there and you're like, oh, like what he's telling us to do is exactly what he's been doing to us, you know, over the last two years, providing value, providing content. We have fallen, you know, for him. Yep. We've, we've, we love to watch his content. And that's really what it's about. You could do that in any type of industry. If you're a florist, if you could do that with flowers, with real estate, with whatever you do. You know, yeah. and have that recognition where people are stopping you and they're recognizing you because of that. Yeah. And I think that's where that is at too. I think you could definitely go a long way. Well, and, and you know, and I want to touch on, on a quick point, you know, I think the reason why this is so important and, and why it's so re relevant today is because we have companies like Zillow, Open Door, uh, Purple Bricks, man, they, they are right behind us like they, they are going after this you know our industry in a real serious way and I think it's something that you know we have to be growing our personal brands in in a way that is going to grab attention because otherwise Zillow and these other guys are going to be grabbing attention and it's going to put us out overnight like that's just that's what's going to happen and I know it's really kind of a dark dreary Thing, but you know, in that, in that, in that, uh, they're first in line with Gary when he started talking a little bit about that. Um, it was very clear that that's where this industry is going. Yeah. You know, like, like Expedia, the founders of Expedia is the found the co-founder of Zillow and look what they did to travel agents overnight. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, we're in the same and, and the, and mind you, there's still travel agents still crushing it today it was those that had really good reputation that stayed in the business and in real estate, this word reputation is now called personal brand and it's going to be the ones that have a huge personal brand. that are actually going to weather the storm once Zillow and Redfin and all these guys actually, you know, find an end to end solution. It's going to be the realtors and the agents that have a huge personal brand and a huge following and, and know how to grab attention that are actually going to weather that storm. What and this is crazy because I got goosebumps when I heard that too. But it is true. Like Gary said it himself. Zillow's already fucking doing it right now. Yeah. Zillow has all of our clients' information. Zillow yeah. is giving us clients. Zillow has all of our information. Zillow's yeah. controlling the entire show. So I I do agree. Like I I do foresee Zillow definitely taking over 
this industry, you know, in the next couple of years. So 100% to you, I mean, creating that personal brand is definitely going to help these people weather that storm that's going to come. Um, Because with that personal brand, with the YouTube and the podcast and, and everything that you're doing, you're hitting so many different outlets. And this question came up too. What if Instagram went away? You know, like my business is (laughs) 70% on Instagram, you know, but what Mm -hmm. if it went away? It's like, this is, these are real questions and real things that can happen. So having that personal brand, not only on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, you know, you have to be in every single platform. You have to be creating that brand because that's the only way I feel like you're really going to make it in the next five, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, and I think it just speaks into not creating friction for the end user, right? Like if somebody prefers audio versus video versus writing, you know, you know, reading, I think we have to be anywhere that the attention is. And Mm -hmm. and that's the point. And so, you know, another, I got two more real quick takeaways. I know we got to kind of start wrapping it up, but um, you know, for me, one of the ones that I thought was really interesting was this, this idea of, of influencer marketing. And I think that's a very interesting opportunity for real estate agents because dude, that's way outside the box, right? Yeah. Like you walk into any brokers today, like they're going to be like, I don't need, yeah, like I don't even know where I would start with that. Um, for me, when I saw that, I think he was the uh, beach resort guy that, that was speaking on, uh, I think it was Boca Raton beach resorts. Right, right. And he was saying how literally they launch, they launch resorts predicated off of inviting quote unquote influencers to the island, to their resort for a weekend trip. And that one event launches that resort. Yeah. Like by inviting celebrity chefs, celebrity models, celebrity, whatever, with a ridiculous following. And that launches that resort. And so then that got me thinking, you know, how can we do that same type of marketing with like an open house or a listing, like how can we create an event where we invite local, you know, micro influencers to come and kind of spread the word because you're providing value for them. Right. right? So it was really interesting. I thought that was, so now we're kind of looking on on some very unique ways that we can, you know, maybe promote an open house um, and invite some local influencers that, that we align with and, yeah. And see how we can, you know, collaborate. I think that's really interesting. Influencer marketing is huge. I think it's, I mean, you look at it like this. If you think, you know, 15 years ago, how much would it cost to get Michael Jordan behind your brand? <laughs> you know, well, nowadays, you know, people are just as famous, if not more famous, because of being an influencer on social media. So getting those people, you know, for a couple hundred dollars, maybe for free, maybe a favor behind yeah. your product for a 15 second ad. Yeah. You can, can go so crazy or just an appearance like you're saying at an open house can really, you know, yeah. set that tone for you for sure. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I, and, and that kind of rolls into my last point, which is being 100,000% your authentic self and doing it in a way that just, just highlights who you are. Because, you know, if you try to please everybody, then you end up pleasing nobody. And I think that's what this is about. I think if you can show people who you are, I mean, we live in a day and age where people are going to find out who you are because of your personal profiles, um, what you put out there. And so to me, that's just such a huge point to drive in is, is like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything that, that, you know, like I, 
I think it's, it's like, if you don't like to wear suits in this business, don't wear suits. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like to rock a hat when you go show listings, go rock a hat. You yeah. know, if you like to drink whiskey and, and do a podcast because you get to jive with, you know, and chill with other entrepreneurs, that's what you do. And people are going to be attracted to that. You know, it's, it's the whole, you know, law of attraction, right? The people that need to be attracted to it will be attracted to it, right? You don't want to yeah. waste your time trying to attract people that have no need or no business or no interest in what you're doing. And I think that's where a lot of people mess up too. Mm-hmm. Trying to please everyone. It's not going to happen, you know? No, but you know, it's, it's so prevalent, you know, and I think as real estate agents, we're entrepreneurs, we're, um, you know, we don't get paid a salary for this, right? Like we got to go get it. And so it's about like leveling up up here and understanding that if you can be your authentic self and be who you are, that's going to, that's going to allow you, like, it's this concept of, you know, be, do, have, right? I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, you know, you have to be the person you want to be in order to do the things you want so you can have the things you want. And I think that plays into, in order to be that person, like you have to be your authentic self, right? 100%. And so, you know, I I think that speaks, uh, that speaks to a lot of people, man. There's a lot of people trying to front, you know, front nowadays. So yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think feeding through that, that fake, um, I think it's just, it's just a lot easier for people to see through that, you know, see through the bullshit. And if you're not being authentic, if you're being fake, it's, it's very, very easy now for people to see that. So people aren't dumb. I think the consumer nowadays is very smart, very, very resourceful. And, you know, yeah. they, they can tell who's bullshitting, who's not, and who's yeah. doing it for the right reason. So, yeah, man. And so, yeah, that's exactly it. And um, it's, it's just, we're in an intro. I, I would say, Manny, we're living in, in a very, very interesting time because in the last 12 years, I've never, I've never seen, um, just like the dynamics of what's going on in the, in the market and in the, in the real estate industry, like, like legitimately there's a rising group of people, you know, that don't see value in a real estate agent period. Mm-hmm. And and like, that's not me or you thinking that that's like the people that that's like the market. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Gary talks a big, talks a lot on letting the, the market d- d- decide and determine. I talk to a scary amount of people that are actually like, so what do you actually do? Right. And then we have to defend ourselves and like go into this mode of like, you know, we're, and so to me, it's, it's to the point where I'm almost even saying, Oh shoot, man. Like, you know, once, once technology like blockchain and some of these other future up and coming things come into play, you know, what value are we going to be able to truly bring? And so I think it's a really sobering question um, as a agent that's been around enough to see some cycles of like, how are we genuinely going to stay relevant? And honestly, like, this this whole mantra that Gary's preaching is the answer. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, you have to get it. I mean, you have to understand it. You have to get it because this is really where it's going. And like you said, a lot of people that are are starting these things, you know, the podcasts and the blogs and the Alexa skill, um, these forefront people are just like you know Gary was in two thousand seven six when he started his YouTube channel. Yeah. You know? It's crazy, but that's, that's really how it is. It's yeah. you have to be in the front of these trends. And, you know, some people are, are lazy. Some people don't want to know what's next and know, and be ahead of the game, you know, but I think those people that are definitely going to go a lot farther. So it's really crazy, man. Where I know we are kind of wrapping yeah. this up, but where do you, uh, where do you see the market in the next five? Uh, man, I lost you there for like a good, a cool 10 seconds. Can you oh, hear me? Sure. There's a lot of good, good nuggets. Just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, 
where do you where do you see we're wrapping up right now but where do you see the market going in the next five to seven years five to five to seven shoot man um i i gotta say like i like i i think we hit we hit on this earlier like nobody's got that crystal ball i think there's a lot of things happening um you know i don't like to get go political often um but i just think there's a lot of things happening that i think we're gonna see some very interesting things man like when it comes to real estate um look i always tell people like real estate's a it's it's like a it's a long-term play for me you know like it's a very emotional thing for me when it comes down to it it's like you're you know we were sold this american dream and, and buying a home and all that but ultimately like if if buying a home and you know investing in real estate is for you then like you better you look at it from a long-term perspective i think i think i I, even myself as i'm looking to you know invest back in orange county i'm kind of sitting on the fence myself because i'm kind of i'm seeing this correction and i'm thinking okay you know i think i can i think i can come in at a a lower price than what's happening and you know i mean i'm selling homes more than what i was selling them at the height of the recession um prior to the recession right so that's scary. When, when I sold a $615,000 condo back in 2007 or the end of 2006, and that same condo is now selling for 720, that's kind of a, that's kind of a scary thing, right? Yeah. So it, it is one of those things where it's like, man, I, I can't, I can't honestly answer you of where I think the market's going. I just think that it's, you know, you can't on a 30 year chart, when you're looking at it from bottom left to top, right, it's always going from bottom left to top, right? So to me, like the entire world would have to be coming crashing down in order for me to not say that buying real estate is a good thing, right? Yeah. So like, that's just how that works. Like, I mean, even five to seven years, like to me, it's like, why would you even be considering, like if someone asked me that, that was a potential buyer, I'd be like, why do you want to know? Like, yeah. Like if you're planning on short-term investments, like, and you haven't even bought your first home, like, bro, get yourself settled before you start trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. investment. Like, buy your first home and set yourself up for the future. I'm looking at it from a long-term perspective of like, that's the issue. You know, I think when I was younger, making a ton of money, I should have invested a lot more. Instead, I I pissed it away on you know going and partying and having fun and you know and all that. Yeah. Instead. You know, I could have bought three, four properties that would all be, you know, 10x by now and, and, and all that. So it's about perspective. It's about self, self-awareness for sure. And saying, you know, why do I want to, why do I want to know what the market's like in five to seven years? Because to me, the place, you know, these places that I bought here in Vegas in 30 years, I can tell you, assuming life continues forward and there's no apocalypse, those these properties are going to be much more, you know, than, than they are today. Yeah. And like, that's just, that's just like basic, right? Yeah. Like there isn't, I don't, you don't need to be a financial advisor or some genius. Like there are some very, you know, there's some people I've met that have accidentally become millionaires because they just bought real estate at the right time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, hundred percent, man. That's cool. So, Ending, ending the podcast, wrapping it up, what is one of the biggest tips that you would give to a potential buyer, somebody that is thinking about buying a house? What's the one biggest tip that you have for them? Um, yeah, I think so. The one, the one biggest 
tip for a, a buyer that's thinking about buying a home? Man, there's, there's so many, um, man, you're going to have to, you put me on blast here. Let me <laughs> see. Um, had a little too much. I think I had a little too much of this whiskey. Uh, <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I think the, the number one tip that I actually, I actually do have for, for buyers, um, in the market today is, you know, you, you really have to find and work with somebody you trust. You know, I think that all too often there's, there's a lot of noise out there. Um, I think for a buyer to really feel comfortable, I mean, it's like you said, this is one of the biggest decisions in your life, you know, working with your brother's friend, that's an agent may not be the best answer. Like, I think it's about working with somebody that you know, like, and trust. And ultimately that's going to hold your hand through the entire process because this industry is very, it's saturated with a lot of part-timers or people that are half halfway in and they're not fully, you know, full-time realtors. So one of the number one tips to me is making sure that you trust your real estate agent because they are going to be really holding your hand. Like there is no algorithm. There is no, you know, button you can click that's going, that's going to allow you to actually have that, that genuine, you know, I'm looking you at the eye and, and you're going to tell me, Hey man, is this going to close? Like, are we going to, are we going to actually, my, is my family going to move into this house? Is my 50 grand that I put down into a property going to actually close? And, and is it safe? I mean, that's huge, right? Yes. So it, it's one of those things where uh, there could, it could go so many directions, but, but for me, it's making sure that you, you choose a real estate agent that is, you know, somebody you trust 100%. That's awesome, brother. I agree 100%. I think a lot of people, you know, they do go with that, that first, you know, recommendation, the, the cousin's aunt's boyfriend. And, you know, that's not always the best, the best option. I've heard a ton of horror stories as, as you, I'm sure. So yes. definitely recommend, you know, if you are thinking about buying a house, research, and I would say even interview a couple agents, you know, don't just sign up with the first agent, see what yes. other realtors are offering in your city. And, you know, go off of that, go off yeah. of, you know, and, and, and then secondly, I know that was number one, but I, I would say right after that, I would say the hugest tip, like probably even bigger than, than that is I always, I always tell my buyers that they need to get a DU approval, um, which are you familiar with, you know, DU approvals at all? I don't think we use that term. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. It, just like basically desk, their desk, desktop underwriter approvals. Mm. Um, so this is something that's very, it's important because a lot of people just get pre-approvals, right? So you, you literally a pre-approval for a lot of lenders can just be like them looking at your credit score, them looking at how much you make and then being like, great, here's a pre-approval for 300,000, right? right? A DU approval is actually a, it's basically a, a almost an unconditional loan approval where they're saying we've gone through your entire file with a fine comb and now you're basically like all we got to do is find you that house and you're good to go. Meaning they've, they've done a full background check on everything. And so what happens is a lot of buyers that think that a pre-approval is good to go and then they get, they, they go in and they buy, you know, they make an offer with the pre-approval. They go 17 days in and all of a sudden the lender finds out that they got, yeah. You know, they, they find out they got a, a delinquency or they got something because the lender, you know, didn't, 
it takes time for a lot of that stuff. And so a buyer doesn't know too often the process. And so that's, it's our job to kind of walk them through that. And so that just speaks into being prepared financially. Like yeah. it's a interview life, you better be prepared financially. You better sit down with your lender months before you're even thinking about buying. And in my opinion, if you have that time, get a DU approval, get, get, go all the way through, give them everything. So that way there's no surprises when it comes to, you know, the escrow process. Like I tell my clients, I'd rather let you down now than later. And mm -hmm. I think, I think setting that precedent is super important. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. I know, uh, obviously the underwriter process and everything, but I've never yeah. asked for a DU approval. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's a pretty good tip, man. Like, I, I mean, okay, granted, can you still go in with an approval and close? Yeah. Like there's a lot of lenders that. I but it's would... happened. It's happened. I've had pre-approvals and, you know, actually last month, day yeah. of closing, something came up on credit, you know, and it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. And don't finance a new car, you know, and that when you open it, yeah. don't buy your furniture before you have your house. <laughs> don't get a best buy credit card and buy that 70 inch TV. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure, man. Well, really excited to have you on brother. Appreciate you taking the time and really yeah. excited for people to kind of hear your story. And you know, real estate doesn't only exist in El Paso. It's, it's everywhere. And lucky enough, we were able to meet you. Um, yeah. where can people find you? Obviously you have a podcast too. So go ahead and drop off that handle there. Um, but where can people find you on social? Yeah. So, uh, again, granted, we, we just started a lot of this, um, we have Asian podcast, which we just launched, uh, two weeks ago, uh, where we just were basically talking all things, real estate, helping realtors level up their, their social game and really just documenting our own process through it. Um, we have live love OC which is the community kind of driven uh, local page where we're doing, you know, interviews of restaurants, um, doing, you know, highlighting local, lo local community members and just going out and just highlighting Orange County because we, you know, we love it. And so you can check us out on uh, Live Love OC and then, yeah, man, like we, we have, um, we're based out of Orange County, California, Las Vegas. And so you can, you can check us out, man. We're, we're all over the place there. Awesome, brother. Again, man, appreciate you taking the time. I'm really wishing you all the best of success for the next 12 years of you doing real estate, man. And um, really pumped. I'm, I'm really pumped. So we, we should definitely do a follow-up uh, podcast maybe in the next year or right before Agent 2021 next year. See, yes. uh, see what's yeah. or see how business is going. But yeah, really man, for you, man. I, I think you, you're definitely on the right track as, as well as, you know, on social media. But mentality wise it's really crazy just to see what you've gone through what you've seen yeah. and you know how it's really prepared you for the next couple of years too so yeah I'm, I'm excited it feels like i'm starting over with all this uh which is is, is exactly i love it because i know I, I i'm in love with the process right like i'm in love with with being able to uh take ideas and bring them to life and and this idea of content creation and you know bringing value to buyers i mean that's that's what we're all about so i appreciate you having me brother Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you guys. And make sure you guys are listening and tuning in. Make sure you guys tune in every single Wednesday where we sit with entrepreneurs, business owners, movers, and shakers, just like Johnny here. Again, brother, thank you so much. We'll let you know once the podcast drops and we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Thank you, brother.